you will learn how to teach this to children of all ages and aptitudes from gifted to special ed, from second grade to graduate school. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Chief Marketing Officer. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So, Andrew, many years ago, I worked with a company that created a video for our audience where you were talking about IEW. It's basically a writing system that works wherever you teach. That's that we call it the four minute think video. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. And you were actually sitting in one of my dear friend's living rooms mm-hmm. describing how this approach came to be. And I thought it would be helpful for our parents, our parent teachers, our full-time school teachers, basically co-op leaders, just to hear from you how IEW got started so that they can see perhaps that in any situation, IEW works. Right. Well, I was working for a small school in Montana in 1990. One of the faculty members was a Canadian lady, and she convinced everybody that we had to go to northern Alberta and take a 10-day teacher training course called the Blended Soundsight Program of Learning because this was the greatest thing. It was even better than sliced bread, and (laughs) it it was going to be the perfect thing for our tiny little private school in Montana. So my wife and I were both working for the school at that time, and it was a very small school. So I think there's a total of like nine of us, Mm -hmm. the whole faculty. Right. And uh, we went up, and that's where I met Dr. Webster. And at that time, I think 100% of the people who were learning Mrs. Ingham's blended soundsite program of learning, a a multi-sensory phonics-based approach to teaching young children reading and writing, and then Dr. Webster's uh, structure and style and composition. These were the two kind of divisions of this training. They were happening simultaneously. I think 100% of the people there were full-time, five-day-a-week, mostly public school teachers from Canada. Sure. And we were like this group of Americans who, (laughs) you know, somehow stumbled in Mm -hmm. to this. And uh, I think they were all very excited. I mean, they'd had one or two Americans here and there over previous years, but a whole school of Americans. right? And so the, the entire way in which it was presented was this is what you would do if you were teaching fifth grade or seventh grade or first grade in a regular five-day-a-week full-time school situation. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I learned from Webster and a lot of the ideas of classroom management that were embedded in that course were 
based on their experience, Mrs. Ingham, Mrs. George, uh, Dr. Webster's experience teaching in schools. Mm -hmm. I came back, taught one more year in this small school in Montana, and got really good results. And I, in retrospect, I didn't even know what I was doing. Sure. But it was a whole lot better than what anyone had been doing before. And the results were so good that I thought, I could learn more. I I'm really feel like I, I'm just touching on what's possible. So I went the next year and took the same 10-day teacher training course again. Wow. And then uh, circumstances changed. We came back. We started uh, homeschooling mm. uh, our two oldest. And then I was tutoring on the side, teaching music most of the time. But I had a couple little writing classes, mostly for my oldest daughters and their friends. And so then I was teaching in a one, I guess it was a two classes a week mm. situation. Kind of like a next hybrid school. Year. Kind of like a, but it was at my, it was in my studio at my place and they would come over for an hour okay. and a half. And so it was, it was just a writing class. And then I added a couple other, like a literature and a drama thing. But it was this idea of, Mainly, I wanted to do it to keep myself active in teaching it, and I wanted my oldest daughters to to do it, mm -hmm. and having a class with some of their friends was the best way to make sure that would happen. Sure. <laughs> then, of course, um, you know, a few other things happened, a few more years passed, and then in uh, 94, I was living in a different city, but that school in Montana— asked me to come and do a little workshop for their teachers who were new mm -hmm. on that writing program that I had learned when I was working there five years before. And so I did, and that was the very first little teaching writing instruction style seminar. And right. I took Webster's, you know, Ten day 18 course. hours plus of yeah. lectures and homework spread out over a week and a half or two, almost two weeks and I compressed it all into one day oh my word. and a 16-page handout Okay. rather than Webster's 350-page book. Right. And so that was, the first, that was the first seminar, and there were some homeschoolers who were connected somehow with that group, and they said, hey, would you—this is the best thing we've seen. You should do this for homeschool. So that's how I kind of got into the idea of teaching writing seminars to homeschool parents really as just a side gig. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make an extra thousand bucks a month so I could afford to be a violin teacher, you know. <laughs> uh, but over the course of the next five years, uh, it grew and I was actually, you know, doing more and more and it was going well financially to a point where I thought I could stop my my day job, so mm -hmm. to speak, of teaching violin and kinder music and really make this into a business. So and, in that first five years, you encountered public school teachers using this method. You, of course, were a private school teacher. You kind of did a little hybrid slash co-op type program and homeschoolers. So, wow, just at the very beginning – this method of teaching writing appealed to all those groups. And what I just wanted to add right here is 
you know, of course, I was a school teacher for a couple of years. I started off in middle school and said, get me out of here. <laughs> Those kids are too cool for me. Went to primary grades. But in all of my teacher training, we never had a writing methods class. But what you attended with Dr. Webster and and what you ultimately developed was a writing methods class that can be used at any in any venue. Yes. And one of the things that we've noticed, and, and this isn't specific to what we do, it can happen anywhere, sure. but it clearly happens sometimes where someone will be in a certain world of education, like special ed, and they will learn the structure and style program, and then they will say, this is great for special ed. Mm-hmm. But then other people will say, oh, well, it's just a special ed thing. Or the opposite. Um, you get uh, you know gifted and talented, and they'll say, this really works with these high-aptitude kids. And then other people say, oh, well, it just works with that. Or... You know, people say, well, you know, that just works in the home school mm-hmm. where you have a mom with just one kid or two kids. It's it, You need a small group. But on the other hand, it was born in the public schools in Canada, essentially, which used to have very large class sizes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people are aware, but you go back 50, 70, 80 years There'd be 40-some kids wow. in a class. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was kind of okay. It was like, okay, we have systems. We have ways to do this. This is Mrs. Ingham's thing mm-hmm. is, you know, you can have a way to teach so that every child is challenged individually even though you've got 38 first graders in one room, which to a lot of teachers would sound nigh impossible. Right. (laughs) Or Dr. Webster's first teaching experience, which was a one-room schoolhouse, Mm -hmm. kids aged 6 to 16, almost 50 of them Mm. in one class every day. So part of their tradition, Mrs. Ingham and Dr. Webster, was how do you organize a complex thing like learning to read or learning composition and set it up so that everyone in a large and even diverse group, can be making progress at their own rate. And uh, so it's funny, now we we get the same thing. People go, oh, it's a classroom program. Oh, no, it's a homeschool program. No, it's a universally good program. (laughs) Right, and that's this idea of individualized education. Can that happen in a classroom? Well, Dr. Webster demonstrated absolutely it can through modifying the checklist maybe using easier source text. And so over the years, although let's go back to you are doing a teacher training, one-day teacher training course in this little school, homeschoolers come in, what happens next? Well, you know, I was happy uh, that that people liked it. What I realized is this is hard to do. I, I was there in Canada for 10 days, came back and kind of just floundered my way through the first year. I knew I wasn't doing it really well or perfectly, but I did know that the results were good. Mm -hmm. And that's what motivated me to want to go back and learn more Mm -hmm. so I could do it even better. Mm -hmm. So really, I mean, my, my whole thing here for over 25 years has been, you know, how can I take what Webster has done as a foundation 
only make it increasingly accessible to the widest number of people. Exactly. Yep. And give them the support they need. Mm-hmm. There's also been a shift. Um, you know, when when we went up in '90, teachers would come with you know boxes of poster board and construction paper, and they would bring yardsticks and protractors, and they would have boxes of felt markers and tape and all that stuff. And they would sit there at these tables for hours every day for 10 days and make stuff for their classrooms Mm -hmm. because that was the only way to get the stuff. If you wanted a poster, you had to make it. If you wanted a manipulative activity, you had to make it. And that was the culture. But, you know, even between, you know, the first time I went in 90 and the last time, which I think was 2004, 5. I went in 2007 yeah. for a four-day class, and that was the very last time that he did it. Right. So I think my last was 2004. Um, there was this shift. People, I don't want to make this stuff. Mm-hmm. Can I just buy it? Right. And, you know, God bless them all. The Canadians who, who had been doing it for 20 years when I met them were not business people thinking, aha, let's make this into a published curriculum where you can buy all the pieces. Mm-hmm. So uh, that attitude shift. And then as we moved into the homeschool world, it was very clear that homeschool moms don't get nice one-hour prep periods every day mm, no. uh, to to do their lesson planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they don't necessarily have summers where they can sit around and make stuff for the next school year. But homeschool moms are pretty much 24-7, it yes. seems. You know. <laughs> uh, so what can we create mm-hmm. that will help them be more successful? So the first thing I realize is they need to see a demonstration class. They yep. need to see this in action with children of different ages. Right. So when we recorded uh, the second uh, version of the teaching writing instruction style. The little handout had gone from 16 pages to 72 pages, and I recorded also a single class mm-hmm. just showing how to do a keyword outline from an Aesop fable and build some dress-up techniques into a checklist and rewrite that in a couple hours. And that was, I think, hugely helpful for people. It's, you know, one side of the coin is to hear the lecture, this is how you do something, but the other important side is to see that happening. Yep. And because we know the power of imitation, we know modeling is so important. So that – and then over time, the one-day teaching writing instruction style grew into a two-day teaching writing instruction style. Which now is accompanied by a 240-page <laughs> seminar workbook and practicum syllabus. I will try not to groan at that number, <laughs> but it it is much more complete. We'll yes. put it that way. Yep. And then my one-day demonstration classes expanded into the four-day mm-hmm. student writing intensive. Mm-hmm. And I traveled around the country and did that for many years. Then we made recording of that. Mm-hmm. That's what I did, Biola, when you yes, invited me the first time. Yes, and that's when we first met. And I invited Andrew to come to Biola University and train these tutors for our program for homeschoolers. 
and their parents and the parents that were enrolled with their students. And these students took these classes and the tutors and parents took learned how to do this method. And I, I watched you do this year after year yes. after year after year <laughs> and learn something every time. And, and that's I, – I love that we have this now on video and it's polished and professional, but more importantly, it's so good that you could watch it over and over again and still get something new out of it. Well, and and some people have watched it year after year. Well, and we – not, not that we, we tell everyone they have to. No, but, but we do something every summer called the TWSS, Teaching, Writing, Structure, and Style, Great, Great Adventure. Adventure. Yeah. And that's going to be starting soon where uh, a group of teachers and parents are going together, going through the teaching, writing, structure, and style together this year with you and Evan, one of our educational consultants in our schools division. Basically one unit a week. One unit a week, yep. So a couple hours max video Mm -hmm. plus a little assignment to practice and learn. So, you know, and, and then as we found a more diverse group of people who are interested, yep. we started to customize some of our additional support mechanisms. So yes. the video is kind of like, this is where everybody starts. Yep. But we have materials very specifically designed for five-day-a-week brick-and-mortar school teachers. Mm-hmm. But you know, these are things with kind of fully fleshed-out lesson plans. Mm-hmm. That you could say, okay, Monday do this, Tuesday do this, Wednesday do this. But then we also have a large number of groups that are either one or two day a week school type programs or actually hybrid schools, um, charter, publicly funded two day a week charter schools, uh, three day a week schools, no day a week uh, remote learning school. I mean the whole definition of the word school – has changed a lot since we were young. Yes. <laughs> and even even within the last couple of years with mm-hmm. the COVID period, mm-hmm. how school is schools are basically having to redefine yep. themselves. So And we have a lot of schools, Andrew, these five day a week schools that were forced into remote learning who are using our structure and style for students video courses where the students are getting the instruction at home through a streaming mechanism, and they have all the materials that they need to actually learn how to write in a remote learning environment. Yeah, and the results have been spectacular yes, with that. Yes. But, you know, I always – if I'm at a convention or somebody asks me how does this work, mm-hmm. I, I generally give them this elevator speech. You learn our system, teaching, writing, instruction, style. You do the practical exercises. You will – you will learn how to teach this to children of all ages and aptitudes from gifted to special ed, from second grade to graduate school. Then you have choices. Choice number one, create your own assignments. That's what we teach you to do. That takes time. That takes some experience and organization. And a lot of people don't have that time. Not that they couldn't. A lot of them are smart enough, but they just, there's so many pressures. They're not like... Mrs. Ingham's devotees of 60 years ago who could (laughs) spend all summer making stuff out of construction paper and felt markers. Mm -hmm. So so you could do that. We also have 
things like the theme-based writing lesson book, Mm -hmm. which is set up for one or two days, one or two sessions, I guess is how you might put it. And then the kids work a little bit on their own at home unsupervised or with a parent's help. And then we, you know, we also have video courses where really almost no prep work is involved. It's plug and play. Just turn it on. You know, I tell a joke. The kids start making a keyword outline and the whole thing just rolls for 24 weeks. And now we've got more than six years worth of that Mm -hmm. lined up ready for people. So I think we, you know, have been able to preserve the integrity of what Webster, what his vision was. And he's still alive. He's Mm going to be 93 here pretty shortly. Mm -hmm. I talk with him on the phone Every month or more, I try. He's kind of irritated. I haven't been able to get up to Vancouver and visit since the the COVID restrictions and Mm -hmm. travel difficulties. But I know for a fact he's very, very happy that this thing he created kind of as a, a side thing to his career of teaching history has now become something that can reach out to everyone in any teaching situation. And um, I think first he thought homeschooling, that's just absolutely crazy. But, you know, he's he's come over to see how that is a great fit for so many people. And yet we still try to support the classroom teachers in the way that he and uh, Shirley George and her mother, Mrs. Ingham, had the vision for so long ago. Yes, yes. And so we actually have a schools division so that if there are full-time school teachers, we have resources in the Magalog. We talk about training, where to start. And because we recognize that schools, there's can tend to be a little bit more bureaucracy, <laughs> that it takes some time for a school to come on board, but perhaps a whole grade, perhaps a whole school. We have many schools in the Chicago area, Chicago public schools, who use our materials. And we've actually done some studies with these classrooms and just kind of show the results of what can happen when a teacher goes through the teacher training and uses our materials. And wow, the kids just really take off. And and that's special special needs. It might be English language learners. Mm-hmm. What what a great opportunity for full-time school teachers. And, and we have some full-time school teachers who attend homeschool conventions, mm-hmm. and they'll kind of see what's new in the homeschool world because they're looking for things that they can bring into their classroom exactly. in an affordable way. And we have materials for that one-off in the schools. And what we love about that is Wow, when those kids do so well, the administrators want to see what's going on in that classroom, and perhaps that will be a way for those teachers to get more of their coworkers <laughs> in, in on the in on the game. Worst story I heard. <laughs> it's kind of good, but kind of bad. Is uh, I was I was working a lot in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. and I had got various people coming to seminars. Some school teachers, some homeschool parents, kind of a mix. And I like that. I like mm-hmm. the mixed group. Mm-hmm. But I, 
I found out that there was this one teacher in this one school in this one city that was using our program very effectively in seventh grade、mm. English, and I said, "Well, you know," and I was talking to her, and I said, "Well."、Um, Can we do something for your whole school? Have you told anybody about it?、And、she goes, "No, this is my secret weapon."、Oh, wow! <laughs> like, like it's going so well for me personally. <laughs> I don't want to give it away or right, share right. it or let everybody know. And, and I thought, well, I don't know. That's the right attitude. It could have been that she just was also partly joking,、mm -hmm. and the school administration was not ready. Because sometimes、sure. that has to happen. Sure, but it was also kind of good in that she felt it had that superpower effect. You know. Yep. Yep. Well, and I, I guess we'll just wrap up by saying, if you're a teacher, if you're a parent who has their kids in school, that whole spectrum. You、yeah. know, homeschooling all by yourself at the dining room table, have your kids in school and are trying to look for ways to supplement, all the way up to co-ops. Charter schools, hybrid schools, and full-time teachers in a big district. We have been there. We have served teachers of all levels. I think with a great deal of success, with so many tools and resources, kind of like what I say at the beginning of every podcast, with methods and materials. That's what we have. First of all, is a method of teaching writing and materials to support you in your journey. We're here to help. Absolutely. So. Give us a call if you have any questions. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Podcasts. Stitcher or Spotify, or just visit us each week at iew.com/podcasts. Here you can also find show notes and relevant links from today's broadcast. One last thing: Would you mind going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast? This really helps other smart, caring listeners like you find us. Thanks so much.